Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So we have spring break coming up. Do you have any big plans? No, and I'm so excited. (laughs) I do while we have some bigger breaks coming up the rest of the year. And I definitely want to like intentionally plan time, like not Mm -hmm. just away from work, but like away from the house. Mm -hmm. This one, I'm just specifically excited about a long weekend. And I know that it's weird because I feel like we had a lot of long weekends and then we went through this like transition period with the staff and yeah. and now the way I work is so different than the way I worked a year ago, but I'm pumped. Yeah. So for the first time ever, we've like actually planned out in January, like first week of January, what the time off would be like outside of normal holiday things or whatever. We added in a spring break, a summer break a fall break and a winter break. And some of them are just long weekends, but some of them like our summer break is two weeks off. We're like, we're closing the office for two weeks. I know. (laughs) I'm pumped. I am so excited. It's the first time we've ever done something like this. I mean, because when it's just been you and I, it's just like, Hey, I want to take this time off or I'm going to be out. And it's just so easy for two It's very casual. Right. It didn't feel like I'm taking time off. It was just, I'm not working. Like it's just two different. It was different. different. But with a team, we really wanted to have structure and time off because I mean we have a team of people who like their jobs, luckily, and like doing cool shit at work. And so I think having the forced intentional closures is helpful for our team to also shut off. But it's the first time we've ever had it. And we also just started because it's like almost summer here in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. we decided to implement Quiet Fridays. And we just had, well, they're like happening right now. And I'm excited for what that is going to mean for the rest of the team. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. You know, we've, you and I specifically, went from a four-day work week back to a five-day work week. And 
I think we're definitely interested in what does a four day work week look like with the whole staff, but Mm -hmm. like there was way too much we were trying to figure out for a period of time where it just didn't feel logistically possible. But I feel like this is a good first step to just like allow people to be totally in control of how their day goes. And because we're still in the office. So how we're structuring it is you're still working like it's still a regular work day, but there's no recurring meetings on the calendar. There are definitely no outside meetings. And only only if you need like I absolutely need to talk to someone on the team to get through what the project I'm working on right now, then we're encouraging you to not schedule meetings with any other team members and even expect a very slow response time in Slack. So like Monday through Thursday, it's pretty normal that like our whole team is on board with basically an immediate response time in Slack. Like you ask a question, you're getting an answer. Like, yeah, unless quickly. they specifically said, I'm going on D&D to record right. or whatever you're going to hear back pretty, pretty immediately. Yeah. And so Friday, we're just setting the standards. Like you might be sitting outside and working. And so it wouldn't make sense for a meeting or like enjoying the weather and just wanting some like independent quiet time. And so I'm really excited to see what that's going to open up for the rest of our team to have them do that. Yeah. I'll be interested. It'll be interesting. I have already broken my own (laughs) rule. I am, but I felt like it was okay because it was coffee Ah. or like virtual, like meeting people. Like it wasn't like work, work. So it wasn't like a SEO meeting or an ads meeting. Right. Right. It's not a meeting meeting. So we'll see. I might not do that, but I'm the first to break my own rules. So I'm, that sounds right. (laughs) We will (laughs) test it. And, but either way, just literally visually having nothing on the calendar on Friday is so good. So I'm really excited about what that looks Mm -hmm. like. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. So we just had a conversation on a recent episode about what it would look like if you were reducing down and you were going to have conversations with your existing clientele about changing their service or potentially even eliminating their service. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk to those of you who are scared to even go down that road. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I can't imagine reducing the amount of offers or options I have available to my clients. Now, I will say not to name names because I'm not going to, but we definitely have some more agency-esque clients. Mm -hmm. And this tends to be a trap that they very quickly fall into. Yeah, I definitely see it most often with agencies, but I just feel like it's like the mistake that every service provider has to make from the beginning. But even if you're not like a full-blown agency with a staff, if it's just you, yeah, it's really easy to be like, I'm a designer, thus I do any kind of design you can throw at me. I'm a copywriter, thus I do any type of copywriting you throw at me. Mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. I don't have a niche and I will photograph a portrait, a wedding, a mm-hmm. brand, anything you'll throw at me. And it's not a bad way to start 
because I recommend people starting that way. Yeah, I, that's why it's a little bit confusing because mm-hmm. I think you're probably expecting us to be like, never do this. It's such a terrible idea. No. But be like, the cheesecake factory at the beginning, but then you grow up. You have to, in my opinion, you have to experiment. You have to figure out what you're good at. You have to figure out what you like doing. You have to also identify okay, now if I weigh what I'm good at and what I like doing, what am I like the most efficient at doing? Yep. Because those will tell you different stories. And ideally, if you can find what you're best at and most efficient at, then I really want to pay attention to that. Winner, winner. Especially if it tends to be what gets your clients the most results. But when we get to this point, I think the fear that comes up is if I have less options, then I will have less clients and I'm scared because I don't want to turn away people that will pay me. Mm -hmm. That's a myth. First of all, there are always people willing to pay you. And I feel like just because I know what it looks like on the other side, I want to show you my crystal ball of what I know to be true the literal opposite is true. As you step into your expertise and know what you provide and the results that you can create for people and you get specific about that and you get clear on what that offer should be to reach those results, those clients who want those results start sprouting up like little flowers from the ground. And one dreamy client knows more dreamy clients. Mm -hmm. And the fogginess that you're in right now with serving clients who aren't serving you or who aren't getting the results that you want because they didn't pick the thing that you thought they should have picked. Like how many times have we had clients like that, right? That frustration that we feel is literally eliminated when we actually step into our expertise and guide our clients in the journey of deciding what's going to be best for them instead of the other way around. Well, and I think the only reason I would maybe skip this phase is if you spent a long time in your career and then you decided to do the same thing on your own. Right. And so you already have a really good idea of what you're best at. But if you're five years or less into your career, you might not know yet, especially Mm -hmm. if what you did for work was not perfectly aligned with your passions like or even so of like if you're serving clients that are all across the board like there's always a way to kind of still get more specific right totally totally because when I was doing design in-house I tended to have a really weird niche so like right I worked in finance for three years four years I don't know and so like being in securities and annuities Working with a mostly male-dominated clientele, like... So sexy and fun. It was not representative. Now, granted, I did business cards and websites and posters and flyers and booths and, I mean, all kinds of different design. But because my clientele was not who I wanted to work with, I still felt the need to experiment with the kinds of offers I had outside when I started my business because I didn't really know yet and I really needed the money. So I also respect that season. Mm -hmm. But when you get here, I think to Emily's point, it is such a critical shift to go from essentially, I don't know how to explain this, going Mm -hmm. from like outside help, like outsourced time basically like we're there saying this is the project I need and this is what I need done and you're just fulfilling on the need 
in my opinion, the way to really catapult yourself is to infuse some strategy into it. Because I would say the best marketers out there or service providers out there, you get to know enough about what you do that your clientele should not know more than you do about what you do. And because of that, you should know what's more effective, what is working for people, what is giving them the best results. And we have to go through this evolution where we become someone who's like guiding them through the experience rather than just letting them pick and choose their own adventure. Yep. Yep. I want you to remember that like the longer you're in business, every client that you work with, every project that you finish builds upon your efficiency and expertise to do that thing. Your clients are not doing that with you. You are doing that. So you are the one who's perfecting your skills and learning hacks and tricks and time efficiencies and strategies that are going to actually make this better. And over time, I promise you this will happen. You will start to understand, yes, this is what I'm doing. These are the deliverables, what I'm fulfilling, but what is the result that my client is wanting and how can I start to marry those two? Because the client always and forever is just going to say, I want this because I think it's going to solve this problem. But you need to be clear on the problem solution here. Yes. It's why like, We spend so much time with our incubator clients and it's like one of the things that I always bring up when clients are struggling to either like their conversion rate is a little bit lower than they want it to be or like there's not enough people like actually booking the discovery call or whatever. And I said, okay, well, literally what is the actual result that you want to provide? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What is it? What do you want to achieve? If every single client that you worked with achieved this thing, what is that thing? They can be in different industries, your clients. They can be in different stages of business. They can even sometimes need a couple different tweaks to get the result. But what is the result? What is it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you ours. Maybe that'll help. Like (laughs) we work with a ton of different clients with different types of businesses that are primarily offering services. And they're definitely primarily women and femmes. Like that's undoubtedly true. Mm -hmm. But when we look at what we're doing at the heart of it, we want to equip more women to not just be financially secure, but have the financial freedom to choose how and where they spend their time. And that requires that they have enough financial base that they can have the freedom to choose. But trust me, when our clients get to the point where they do get to make that choice, I can't tell you how much our team is elated for them. Like it is massive and watching these transformations is the most joyous thing I have ever experienced in my life. And so these wins are not small. These wins are women oftentimes who've left a job. They felt undervalued and they created this business. They got it off the ground and then they come to us and they're not making enough. And to the point of some of them are like, either going to go have to go back to the workforce or they're relying on outside people to support them, whether that's a spouse or others to make it all work. And if I can let more women be financially free, like, holy shit. So I want to know for you, like, what is the thing that would give you so much fuel (laughs) that you would just be elated. And it doesn't necessarily have to be such a huge passion thing. Like I want to be clear that we're at the point in our careers where we have chosen 
a solution or a problem that is a rather big, audacious Mm -hmm. problem. But you can be really specific. Like, Mm -hmm. you can be so specific. Like, some of our clients, their only goal is to increase conversions on a sales page. And if they can help their clients increase conversions with quality copywriting, then they have done their job. And I think that's the huge thing here is the solution or the problem solution, rather, when you get there, then you've done your job. Yeah. And then you can feel like you've accomplished something. And so I encourage you to start with a solution that feels like a total no brainer. Like you know that you can do the thing. Early on, my solution was I wanted to give brands a landing place that would allow them to connect with potential clients who would otherwise not be able to find them. Like Mm -hmm. we often worked with food brands that maybe were in the shelves, like they were on the shelves in grocery stores or wherever. But if someone searched them on the internet, they had no existence. And so we gave them an opportunity to say, what stores are they in? Where are they located? And we could tell their brand story. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about what solution are you trying to offer and how much of what you're currently doing right now doesn't get them there. Yep. I really want you to do an offer audit of yourself. We work with our clients to do this. Really, really ask yourself, take each line item in the package that you're delivering, the time that you're spending, what you're offering, literally, what are you doing for this client? And is that thing actually helping you achieve the result that you want to? There could be things that you could cut. There could be things that you could make better. There could be things that you can do more of. Like it's going to tell you a lot of information. I know having the lens of what is the result I want to provide is one of the biggest helps in preventing scope creep every single time, every single time your client is like, and this idea and this project, and I want to do this. You see, it's a lot in the marketing world, in the design world, in the social media world of like, clients getting on a wild hair about what they want. But ultimately, they're not just hiring you to deliver the result or deliver the thing, right? The actual deliverables. They're hiring you to be the filter, the boundary setter, the person that's saying, nah, nah, we're going to focus on this right here because I know this is what you need or this is what we need to implement. That's part of what they're hiring you for. Yeah. So if you've heard us talk about don't hire until you have the solution in mind. Most of the time, that's because most service providers are not creating solutions. And thus, you have to be the one going after exactly what you need. But what we want to do is rise up a group of service providers that are unlike the majority. Mm -hmm. And they really are coming in when the client still has the problem, when they still haven't identified what a potential solution looks like. And they're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall or looking at a bunch of different places and they really are lacking direction. And if you can come in when they're lacking some direction and guide them through not only are they going to feel super taken care of, but when you get to the point that you have solved their problem, mm-hmm. they're going to be singing your praises and the amount of referrals you can create from a really positive experience like that is unlike yeah. anything I've ever seen in the, cause here's the problem with the old version of 
what you're doing, the like, we offer anything and can do anything. Will you get a referral from time to time? Yeah. But it's usually, oh, yeah, she can do whatever. And so like, she can help you out in a pinch. And then you get all these clients that have Mm -hmm. fires because they're in a pinch and they need something. And I would rather you have someone who went through a very specific experience with you. And the next time they hear about someone who has the same problem, they're like, oh my gosh, you need to work with Mm so-and-so. They have got it figured out. I couldn't even tell you how we got here, but Mm -hmm. holy moly. That's the kind of referral you want. You don't want people who are being like, she's my go-to when I need something fast, cheap, quick, Mm -hmm. easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I understand the process of it being scary in the sense of slimming down to say no to a bunch of people. Yeah. But the doors that it actually opens for you and allows you to actually shine in your expertise is worth stepping through that fear. Mm -hmm. And I want you to shift into a business that you're actually happy to show up for every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's providing for you. You know, we talk about all the time about how we help people get fulfilled financially and soulfully. Yeah. Is your soul being fulfilled right Mm -hmm. now? Mm-hmm. And if it needs some tweaking, let's tweak that. Like mm-hmm. there are very small shifts that our clients make. It's not anything revolutionary. It's not like you need a whole new website when you make these changes. No. It's not like you need to talk to a whole new group of people when no. you get clear on what you offer. They're well, there. <laughs> I want to offer you a view that I just don't think you're getting elsewhere. Do I think other people are saying, yeah, you should have a signature service and you should really boil it down. I definitely think you're probably hearing that from other places. What I don't think you're hearing is people who are willing to listen to where you're at. Because some of you are in a place where you do have the luxury that you could say no to every single client and make a total pivot. Some of you are going to have to keep accepting jobs that are outside that purview Mm -hmm. until you can get to a better spot. Some of you need your business to make a certain amount for it to make sense with everything else you have going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And you can't just drop everything. So I just want you to realize you're real humans with real needs that like money is a required part of this whole thing. And so while I absolutely want to help you get a view of how to get here, I also want you to know that it doesn't mean just like karate chopping off a whole portion of what's currently working for you to sacrifice you getting to the next place. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to make a massive sacrifice to get here. I think you need to transition, which is intentional. Mm -hmm. And some of you are going to do it faster than others. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search 
match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I've watched, like we had a client, Jennifer, who came in. She was ruthless. She was <laughs> like, I literally, I have to do this because if I don't do this, the time I'm literally wasting mm -hmm. is going to be far worse yeah. than the potential financial loss of continuing to do this. Yeah. And so she just like straight up less than two weeks and machete through her services uh -huh. and was like, you literally cannot book this. No, absolutely. Yeah. The fuck not. She was saying no to clients left and right. But because she got really ruthless really quickly, she was able to land a client at a higher price point. Well, and didn't she replace her income because of that? Yes. Like within less than 30 days, she had a completely new set of clients that were like billing on a retainer and she didn't need a lot to make it all work. Right. She needed a little bit to make right. it all work. And that's right. a really exciting place to be. I'm curious for you guys, like what would happen if your service was at a price point where you were profitable and you needed fewer of them to make it all make sense? Like, would this feel less scary? Mm -hmm. Probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And guess what? You can make that transition 
while keeping your existing clients if you need to. And as soon as you land, yeah. as soon as you get proof, right, proof that it works, proof that you can do it, then we can start figuring out what is the transition plan of some of those lower paying clients. We know plenty of existing incubator clients who continue to keep people who they've been working with for literal years at a price point, we would be like, girlfriend. But sometimes you have to still skirt that line of like what feels good for you, what feels comfortable for now while taking some scary actions and steps over yeah, here. I'm not saying it's going to be like, I wanted to say scare free. <laughs> and not that it's going to be completely easy all the time. Like right. I do think you're going to have to step out in fear in some ways, but not to the point that you're like causing potential financial harm to yourself no. or your family. No. no. You may be scared, but like, right. let's be smart about this. Exactly. So what does this actually look like when you say, okay, I'm dedicated to not being the cheesecake factory menu. Sure. I'm dedicated to slimming down what I offer. What does this actually look like? Where are areas of opp opportunities where you could actually get more clear? Because what I don't want you to hear this as is me harping on you to like niche down, niche down. Be no, it's find not a niche. About. That's not what this is about. There are plenty of opportunities for you to still serve many different clients from many different industries or stages of their life or their business or their needs or whatever you're needing to help them with, but while still offering a very clear, tangible result, right? And so this could literally simply look like taking like your full services of what you offer in deliverables off of your website and refining what that services page actually says. This could look like sending a custom tailored proposal to a client after chatting with them and really getting to know what it is that they need based on the results that they say that they want mm -hmm. and offering up the solution, not solutions to choose from. It could look like very simple tweaks to your marketing in the sense of like, what language are you using? Who are you saying you help? What are you saying that you yes. actually help them do? Well, these are small shifts, not giant pivots. No, I agree. And I think the the surprising thing is when you make those shifts, people are like, well, now I'm just a broken record and I say the same thing all the time. Get used to it. Get used <laughs> like, to it, sister. That's a good thing. Yeah. Do you know how often I've had to say the same thing? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> but we can, help years. <laughs> we can help you say the same thing in new ways. But mm -hmm. also sometimes the repeating is a necessary part of the process because you can get really good at something. Dare I say, we have an audience of people that you will practice to the point that you are starting to get decent at something and then you decide you're bored. I just, it's the reason many of you were like, you played hobby sports and you're not an Olympian. Okay. Like, well, and <laughs> it's because you don't have a fucking hobby. It's because well, that's you don't true. know that's what true. you that's like the to do. <laughs> and so I, as soon as you're bored with your business, you have to create a new offer, a new audience, a new message, yeah, a new brand, or new Instagram. Because or you're using your business to support your creative, your, like, creative passion. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not saying it shouldn't be fun or that you shouldn't enjoy it. But at the end of the day, like, if your business is a source of income, that like supplies your life, like it yeah. still has to be a job to some yep. degree. Absolutely. And if you keep playing the game that it has to be fun all the time, mm -mm. then you're lying to yourself. Well, and not even that it has to be fun all the time, but that it has to 
be your only source of creative energy. Yeah. And I say that because I did this for many years, right? And when I had new things that I wanted to pursue, I let that come into the business of being like new brand messaging or new look or new feel or whatever, right? Or felt like we were missing out on something if we weren't doing whatever over here. But trust me, as I've gotten older, as I've been in this business longer, as we've grown a team, as we've shifted how we're serving clients, like it's okay to create a job for yourself that fulfills you, that is ethical, that makes you happy and knowing that it fits in the box that it is, which is a job. Yeah. And then outside of that. Because running your own business and having a job in that business, you can't, you are more in charge of how much money you make, how much time you take off, how and when you spend your time. It has luxuries, right? That you would be hard pressed to find in a typical container. (laughs) Yeah, but it does need a container. It needs a container and you need to be willing to separate your worth and your worthiness and where you feel fulfilled and like where you feel like you're doing a good job. I saw this analogy the other day that I want to pick apart some more. When I heard it, I was like, that can't be true as like exactly as that analogy or as that flipped up the script. I feel like there's nuances to this. And so I want to see what that is for me. So I'm letting it sit. But it was someone made a mental shift about, you know, we talk about building our career within the job that we do, right? Our nine to five, so to speak, no matter what your hours are, whatever your nine to five is for you, that's your career. And then you have your life outside of that or before that, after that, and then Mm -hmm. on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. And we're helping build life first businesses, helping you design that, Mm -hmm. right? So you can be with intention about the choices of how you're spending your time. Well, the flip of the script that she did was (laughs) her job is her side hustle and her life is her career. She's living and building and designing a career that is her life. And the nine to five or whatever that is for you is the side hustle. And I think I've so often felt a lot of resistance around the word side hustle because it is weaponized against women who have brilliant ideas for careers and for jobs. And so part of that is like, oh, that word makes me feel icky because this isn't a fucking side hustle. This is a multi-million dollar business and brand and company that fuels many people in their lives. And I get real particular about that messaging, (laughs) but I'm like, okay, what if I could consider at least even if I don't consider my job as my side hustle, because that has other connotations. What if I instead just consider my life as my career? What if I just did that shift first? And what does that mean? How does that sit? What does that look like in my everyday decision making? And I don't know yet, but it's exciting to try. No, I think it's super exciting because you can, (laughs) if you kind of look at your life like a sitcom and you Uh have, you can have a new season, a new set of characters and (laughs) like a new thing you're pursuing. Yeah. And it's exciting and you get to write the script and you get to be in charge. But I caution you with making your business a huge component of the like switching it all around. So I'm listening to Good to Great right now. And there's a whole chapter on a culture of discipline. And I think this is important because you feeling this way, like this doesn't go away regardless of the size of your business. No. 
Like Emily and I were talking about the other day, if we truly allowed all the things we were passionate about to be inside of Boss Project, like not only would we be doing what we currently are doing, but we would have a merch line. We would be in Target. We would we, we would, would have, have a order. I would have DIY crafty classes. <laughs> we, we would be the definition of like lifestyle blogger, influencer. Uh-huh products and service and everything in between yep. it would be a hot mess express yep. and i'm not saying it wouldn't be amazing it would I'm, be amazing <laughs> i'm not saying it wouldn't be amazing emily and i do not have enough time no to make all of those things work effectively now if we had and i just go take a crafty class instead of Yeah, like, why is there this pressure that you also have to, like, monetize it and make it a thing? Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so back to the story, the good to great. I want you to know that this is not an uncommon issue, okay? Mm -hmm. There are men in charge of massive companies who have the same issue, Mm -hmm. where they're trying to, like, go really outside of their lane, and most of the time it does not work. Did you know Walgreens used to be in food service? Blew my fucking mind. (laughs) blew my mind that didn't work for obvious outside of just selling a bottle of water for like 5.99 because it's walgreens (laughs) well okay but like they had restaurants which is just bizarre to me now the most recent example they had in the book was there are times in the world where your industry might be on the line And there is something that changes like and I would consider like if you were in travel or hospitality and the global pandemic came up, you might have to make the biggest pivot you've ever had to make in your life. I get that. But they use the tobacco industry as an example. I'm not making any claims one way or the other about the tobacco industry, but we can all agree that they're garbage. Well, yes, but that's not the point of my story. (laughs) We can all agree that they were massive companies up until the point that the attorney general made it very clear that there was was cancer potential and all the warning labels that had to go on cigarettes and all the things. Well, at that time, the tobacco industry, they started acquiring outside companies because they had to pivot. Because if they didn't pivot, they could potentially lose the whole industry. Everything. The Mm -hmm. industry was going down. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were the most successful, ironically, stayed in their lane. And I'll explain how. But the one that failed miserably decided to go into oil and gas. Oh, buddy. You don't know anything about that industry, but the ones that were really successful, they decided to stay in. This sounds like a crazy niche, but it's a very specific one. Things that people like that are naturally a little bit unhealthy. (laughs) (laughs) So like junk food and like, Uh I mean, you could keep going, but like, I know that sounds a little bit- Soda candies, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. Soda, candies, junk food, whatever. That has been a much more successful pivot for Mm -hmm. some of these tobacco companies than going from cigarettes to oil and gas because they literally have nothing in mind. Which is also a little bit bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that too. (laughs) But I just wonder like, are the things you're currently combining 
do they really have anything to do with each other? Or are you combining them because you happen to be able to do all of those things? Like if I combine all the things I happen to be able to do, I could be a financial advisor that rearranges your house and picks out new furniture and teaches you how to market your dog on Instagram. (laughs) Well, in one of the, so we did a case study of our client, Christina, who got nine weeks of her time back. And and it was this crucial element where she was already doing great. She was achieving great results. We were helping her refine. We've been working with her for over a year already. And then there was a conversation that she had with someone who sparked some creative ideas, which are not bad. And sometimes we call them sparkly squirrel syndrome. They pop up and they're these little sparkly squirrels that hop in and out of your life. And sometimes you chase them and sometimes you don't. And I love sparkly squirrels. And if you want to chase them, I'm here for it. If you're doing it with accurate knowledge of not only what are the consequences of chasing it going to be, Mm -hmm. but also checking it with the filter, the checks and balance that we talk about. Is it in alignment with you wanting to design a life? life first, a business life first, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes those two things are not going to be in alignment. And so she had this conversation, she presented all of these ideas and it was going to be her shifting from a very clear niche, a very clear offer with a clear result to just offering a bunch of things that would also provide that result. And then some, and so we like let her sit with it, let her entertain it. And she ultimately came back and was like, okay, nope, actually I'm going to stay in my lane. And this is what I'm going to do. If I want to branch off offering different things than what I currently offer that are like similar, not completely new products within this lineup. And so it's that clarity that happens where you're able to stay in your zone. And ultimately what she, like the actual root of the decision, right? Shift for her was I wanted to incorporate things that I really love and that I am good at. And some of these things I'm certified in. So I know them into my everyday business. And we said, What if you just explored that as a hobby? What if you just did that because it is fun and you like nerding out about that and you want to do that with friends or your family, or maybe even just like offer a class within your community if that's what you wanted to do, but it doesn't have to be a part of your current business model. And because of that shift in decision, that's what literally enabled her to free up nine weeks of time to refocus, not add a shit ton more to her plate. Okay, so real question, because I know there's going to be people who are like, maybe they've been around a while, they've listened a while, and I'm like, Abigail and Emily, of anyone online, you guys absolutely pursued outside passions Mm -hmm. and even started other businesses. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know today, what would you have done differently with those passions or ideas? Nothing. It served me in an amazing way. It taught me so much about what I want and what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I am a person who I feel like I do have a unique skill set of I truly don't believe there are any mistakes unless you're just being a dick. Like there are no mistakes. And there are things that like teach us truly if something can only teach you what you want and what you don't want, like then that was worth doing. And I think for the like the season that we were in at that time, it was like one of the best things I could have done. And I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Now, I think for me, I won't change anything now. But knowing what I know now, I would have put less pressure on myself that they had to turn into something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because 
I am really good at many things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, earlier on in my life, I'd been like, no, you're really not as good as other people and like discounted my self-worth and what I'm actually capable of. And I think there's many of you listening that could have many different careers, Mm -hmm. many different things you could pursue, many different roads you could go down. And you can make choices all along the way. Any of the things I've pursued, I could have made a career. This is the one I'm choosing to make the career of. And I will say that sometimes the entertaining the other things have slowed me down here. I don't regret that, but I do acknowledge that that's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to realize that the consequences, even if you're totally okay with them, Mm -hmm. they're still there. And so there's consequences to every decision we make. Yeah. I don't know why people assume consequences have to be good or bad, but dang, like you guys are always assuming everything's negative. There are lots of good consequences that happen from decisions <laughs> totally, we make. <laughs> totally. So I want to paint a picture that you can pursue whatever you ultimately decide to do. If anything, we are in your camp cheering you on because we want to see you be happy and content and financially free. And we also, because of our experience, know the fastest way to get you to the financial freedom that allows you to choose is to you to have a profitable business that you can rely on, that your family can rely on. And we know what it takes to make that a thing as quickly as possible. And what are the things that are going to ultimately slow you down? And a big part of what's going to help you get there faster is being willing to offer less services so that you can have streamlined systems, so that you can have streamlined project management, so you can have a better experience, but also so, you so that get you get better results, so you can land dreamier clients. Yes, <laughs> all of those things are true. And so I want you to know that like, whether you see us as like a big sister or a peer or whatever, like it's coming from a place of been there, done that. And mm-hmm. I am trying to give you the advice that no one else was willing to like slow me down and talk about. And so if you want to continue this conversation and chat more about what are the current services you offer? What are some things we could maybe let go of? Or what are the things you're considering or entertaining? Because literally everyone else only wants to teach you how to pivot from what you're currently doing. And I want to teach you how to reignite and make better what you're already doing. Yes, you're already yes, really yes, good yes. At it. Like, and I had this exact conversation with someone last night. I said, what would happen if you could just make more money working with less people doing yeah. what you already what love you doing? Already and do. she's like, then I wouldn't be thinking about all these other things. I said, okay, then we really... Right really need to talk about what this looks like because you do love what you do. So why are you so it's about money? That's what it's really about. I just, I think more of you, if you just made more money doing what you are already good at, you would not be thinking about all these other things all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go pick up those things as hobbies because they are fun. I love that for you. Let's refine what you currently have. So it's a job that actually serves you. Yeah. Okay. So if that sounds good, then you need to send us a DM over at Boss Project. And if you want to take this conversation further, then go ahead and apply for the incubator. You can go to bossproject.com slash incubator. And we are going to talk through what are your current offers? What are your goals? What makes sense? And we're going to walk you through this step by step. So get the process started, bossproject.com slash incubator. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership. 
with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.